0: Good evening all and and welcome welcome. to this evening's session. session. Can everyone hear me? Yeah.
1: I think we might just have to turn off one of the speakers. Just checking
0: checking. again.
2: this is Sharon hello brother
1: yes Sharon go ahead ahead. ahead. we're just trying to sort the echo but you can start with your testimony in the meantime
2: i just like to give praise and thanks to God for my whole week Um, and I would like to say um, that I'm so so blessed to know that God is with me and he works through me and just that, the, you know, life is life when God is in it. Otherwise it's like an an empty road. And I would like to thank God for all the graces during the week for helping us get through a beautiful week and um, keeping us safe, protected and provided for. And for, um, yeah, just unimaginably everything. That had could have gone wrong, but God has, you know, gone before and prepared the way. And for James 4.7, that um kind of helped me out this morning. I had a very acute backache. And I thought I was really gonna be sick all day. But then that I said James 4 7 like about 20 or 30 times, and the pain just disappeared, and I started to feel so of like in about half an hour I was feeling great and I said to the Lord thank you for doing that for me and for the power of the word that just makes so much more possible than you can imagine so thank you my Lord for this beautiful weekend for all our friends on the prayer group and for everyone praying for each other um, thank you and God bless and hope you all have a
0: good weekend thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Yes, who would like That's to go next? I'll go.
3: That's I'll go next?
0: Yeah, sure, go ahead.
3: Um, two weeks ago, I gave my testimony on. Uh, firstly, I want to give praise and thanks and glory and honor and worship and adoration to God. Um, because two weeks ago, uh, I gave my testimony on how after 16 years, I had gone for an interview. And just before the interview, I had asked the Holy Spirit, take control of this conversation. And I said, it went amazingly well. And today I want to say that I was successful in obtaining that position. Uh, And after 16 years making that change, uh, I cannot but think that God had gone. I said last week, that Isaiah 49.3, I kept hearing it time and time and time again. I am making a new way for you. And I know now what that new way is. And um, uh, this testimony is so apt to today's teaching, which is sowing and reaping. And for the last, I don't know, for the last couple of years, I have been just, as soon as it's not like I have, extra funds, but I consider, my, I wanted to consider myself to be that woman in the, in the Bible, which said, you know, who gave her last two coins. And so whenever I got my salary, irrespective of whether I had super superfluous funds or not, I just gave, and today, Russell, I know, and I thank God and praise him that Malachi, 310 and Ephesians 320 has come alive in my life. And I want everyone to know that whoever's listening to this, whether on YouTube or whether it's on Zoom or anyone gathered there, this word of God is alive and active and it's definitely a yes. It's a yes and an amen. And I give so much of glory and praise to God and I know that if you saw, you will reap. And that's exactly what I have done. And it might have taken time, but I didn't look for it. I didn't have the motive. And I always tell to God in the morning, God, if, if my motives are not correct, check my heart. And if those motives are not correct, I ask you to crush those motives in me because I do not want to have any other motive than to be a cheerful giver. And I, I, I just never used to worry. I used to just give. And, and I, it has played out so well in my life. And I want to give glory to God. And this is, a, this is the platform that I think is the best platform where I don't know who's going to hear this testimony. But I do hope that somebody is touched by it and, and starts to realize that, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And everything else will be added unto you. And that's exactly what I've done. And I thank, I thank this prayer group. Today's special thanks to Shanine. Today's, uh, um, I rarely get to listen to the worship because I'm always working. But today I had the opportunity of logging in early. And I can say that worship was just awesome. There was so much of an anointing. And Savio's reflections You know, sometimes I read them. Whenever I read, do read them, I think, okay, this is for this person. And it's touched us in so many lives. And I thank this prayer group for praying with us. Uh, I thank you. I thank Brother Vivek for everything and for helping us grow in our faith. And um, you know, knowing what to do and how to implement the word of God in our life to make it become real. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Yes, we have a hand
1: up. Christina, would you like to share your testimony?
4: Praise the Lord, brother. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for all your blessings and miracles on this group. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, my testimony is about the power of thanksgiving. And a retired person said that he needed to sell a property which hadn't sold in months. And I asked him to declare with belief Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, which says from the New Century Version, the Lord says, forget what happened before and do not think about the past. Look at the new thing I am going to do. It is already happening. Don't you see it? I will make a road in the desert and rivers in the dry land. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And, um. On the final week of his uh, trip away, he said that it still hadn't sold, so I asked him to say, whenever he could, with faith, Abba Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the sale of my property, and I bless the buyer with abundant provisions, in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. And just two days later, a neighbor said that he was interested, and shortly afterwards the sale was finalized. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus.
5: Brother Russell?
0: Yes, please go ahead. Go, ahead,
5: go, ahead, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I would like to share a testimony of a vision that my husband Jude Sini is not now right here, he's out of the country. And I cannot wait for him to come till next month. So I would like to share the vision he has seen. So while he was in deep prayers, he's seen a vision. In that vision, he's seen St. Michael coming in with a sword in his hand. And he comes near my husband, Jude. And there is, you know, all devil kind of on top of his head. And St. Michael is taking his sword and he's crushing the head. Of the devil and uh, he, okay. my husband Jude is crying bitterly. Then he comes towards me and it is the same thing. He sees some Satan over my head and then with the sword he crushes uh, the head of the Satan over my head and I am also crying too. Then he goes to my elder son and he does the same thing, but my elder son is crying the most among all of us. Then he goes to my younger son Well, initially, he doesn't cry at all when when St. Michael is crushing the head of the devil. But later on, he burst into tears. After that, uh, he's seen someone walking in white dazzling uh, robe. He couldn't see the face. And uh, he's seen uh, someone walking in. And we all four, like family of four, we just run and we hug him. And uh, we are all happy. And instantly his vision broke. And uh, yes, brother, I wanted to share this vision in the group. So what I feel and what I understand for the little knowledge that I have is that uh, the protection of the Lord for my family and St. Michael working powerfully in my home. And what I could see, I don't know if I'm wrong, were our spirits, not our physical body, were our spirits that were under attack. I don't yes. know if I'm wrong, Brother Russell, but that's what I feel.
1: No, that's correct. But we need to persist in our place of prayer. We don't take that protection for granted. We have to keep covering our family with the precious blood of Jesus and keep offering in the spirit in prayer. Because, you know, the enemy is only full of lies and his way is beguiling. So he will look to see for those opportunities where, you know, people take it a little relaxed now and I'm okay, we feel secure. Let's just uh, rest a bit. And that's when he looks for the vulnerability and strike. So we need to be constantly in our, in our prayer and you now offering in that place of prayer. But praise God, what a powerful vision to have.
5: Thank you, brother. Brother Russell, uh, am I right in my comprehending it? I don't know. I'm just that's what I'm thinking of the, the meaning of that vision.
1: Yes, it does sound that, but right. you need to keep persisting again in that prayer further to ask God what, what further do you want to tell us? What does this vision really mean for my immediate life ahead? So that you have okay. to keep bringing into it.
6: Okay, okay. And
1: if he has shown you this much, then there will be he will give you some signs, some other indication of. You know, things you need to be careful of as well. Okay. Okay,
5: Brother Rasul. Thank praise you so much. God. Praise
1: God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, who would like to Hello. go next?
7: Hello, Brother Russell. This is Janela. Yes, Janela. Yeah. I would like to thank and praise God for the gift of life, for family, for our jobs. Mm-hmm. And above all, His hedge of protection that is always around us. Thank you Lord for this week gone by and thank you Jesus for being with us through all the ups and downs that we go through in life. We we thank the Lord for the strong spiritual support that we have to this prayer group for all our prayer warriors and intercessors and for all who have prayed with us in the spirit. Thank you Abba Father, I don't know what we would do without God in our lives. Without Jesus we are nothing. Thank you Jesus, thank you Holy Spirit. There's another testimony I would like to share. It is from Maria Lobo from Pakistan. uh, She's not uh, not been able to make it today, but she has sent me her testimony. I would like to read it out. Uh, I would like to give thanks to Abba Father Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit for always hearing my prayers. Last week, my younger daughter suddenly started throwing up every time she had something to eat. She would feel very uneasy after a meal and only felt better after throwing up. As always, we turned to our Lord and started praying Bible verses from the I confess boldly and kept saying prayer of agreement every day. We visited the doctor as well, and he was suspecting a malfunction in the liver and advised us to do quite a few blood tests. Mm -hmm. The day we were to go for for the blood test, I covered my daughter with the precious blood of Jesus. And believed in my heart that her liver would be fine, and kept repeating, by the blood of Jesus, Michaela is completely healed. The next day, when we got the reports, all praise and glory to God, her liver function test reports were perfectly fine. Although the other tests were a little up and down, but the main one, that is the liver function test, was perfectly fine. The doctor was surprised, as he was 95% sure it had to do, it had to do with the liver. Also praise God since that day my daughter has not thrown up. What a wonderful God we serve. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
0: Praise God. Yes, who would I go
1: next? It is important for us to testify what you confess that you possess as well. At the same time, you are giving glory to God for all that he is doing in your life. That's our way of, it's one way of saying thanks to him as well.
8: Hello, brother.
1: Yes, go ahead, Tenet.
8: Um, Glory and honor to God, <clears throat> the Almighty. Um, I experienced um, a beautiful feeling this morning for us as we were worshiping from the beginning. And... Um, I felt like Exodus, that we were all, um, the God was passing by us as a big rope just touches uh, gently on our face. I felt the joy and um, full of energy as we were worshiping. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I would like to thank Jesus for one of my sisters who had a tumor removed um, that for many many years of pain and uh, the fear engulfed her but I kept uh, her in prayers because some people you couldn't reach uh, but by prayers, and her surgery was success. Our Jesus did the surgery, and uh, she is on the way to recovery and walking well. And, and she will be the living testimony for all of us. I would like to thank uh, um, for a friend who is um, constantly suffering from anxiety that God gave me the strength to show her the right tool and uh, pray with her. And then that rest, rest assured that she is completely healed by the stripes and wounds of Jesus. <clears throat> I thank the Lord that every everyday life, um, Uh, it's always feeling like you're walking in the clouds because you have the mighty power with you. Nothing can shake you. And uh, every person that I encounter, that um, I can say something about God, something that, that they see in me, I am thankful forever. For this um, blessing upon me. I also see so many uh, changes and miracles happening around me that are m- many, that countless blessing. And I thank you, Jesus. We are all walking in the victory in Christ Jesus. I thank Jesus for the prayer group that God is blessing immensely and continue to bless. And thank you Jesus and thank you for hearing my testimony. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you Jesus. We do serve a mighty God. And even with your friend, when you're ministering to your friend that suffers from anxiety, you use Isaiah 60 garment of praise. You put on the garment of praise. So when you praise and you worship, you cover that person as well. Thank you. So that's the spirit of heaviness. Anxiety and depression both come together under that category.
8: Thank you.
9: Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I come in the name of Jesus and I pour your precious blood as a hedge of protection over each and every one of us and seal us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the breath of life keeping me alive today. Thank you, Lord, that we, for making it possible for us to come back to the church today for our prayer meeting. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to be part of the Brisbane Prayer Group family. Thank you, Lord, for your word and revelations that you give us each day. Thank you, Lord, for this week that has gone by. Thank you, Lord, for the miracles that you are working in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for the victory over every battle with the evil one. Thank you, Lord, for the destiny helpers that you have brought into our lives. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunities, the doors of opportunities that you are opening up in our workplaces. Thank you, Lord, for the financial blessings that you are pouring into our lives. Thank you, Lord, for the peace and keeping us united together in our families. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and strength to collectively, in one prayer group, fight against all evil. Thank you, Lord, for the food and shelter and abundance in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for our jobs, our workplaces, and our colleagues. Thank you, Lord, for your discernment that you give us in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy that you pour into our lives. Thank you, Lord, for your favor that chases and overtakes me, my family, and the full Brisbane prayer group. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness that is running after me and my family and this Brisbane prayer group. Thank you, Lord, for working for our good in every situation and circumstance in our life. Thank you, Lord, for being our waymaker, our miracle worker, our promise keeper, and our light in our darkness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
0: Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Such a beautiful prayer of thanksgiving. Thank you, brother Sarah. Thank you, Jesus. Hello, good evening, brother. This is Rashmi here. Yes, Rashmi.
10: I want to praise and thank the Lord for the gift of life, for all the blessings in the last week. Uh, Yesterday, uh, my testimony is that yesterday I was not there at home. Raj was alone. Dhru wasn't for his classes. And Raj told me I will join for the Divine Mercy and Rosary because I had to go for a funeral. And as an animator, I had to conduct the vigil there. So I cooked everything and I gave it to him. I told him, you eat and then you... But I feel so in a hurry. He went to take the morsel and he choked. He usually... um, once in a way he would always choke on his food I don't know why it happens but it happens it has happened several times and but always Dhruva and I are there and yesterday we both were not there and he was he was so breathless he had to throw up the food out what he had t- and taken and he was not able to breathe but he could you know only take the name of Jesus he kept Praising and thanking the Lord in his mind because he can't talk, he can't do anything. But I know that the Brisbane prayer group is there. My big family is always there praying. And I think he was all perfect and fine. But only he told me this when he when I returned back from the that today so-and-so thing happened and I couldn't attend it. I said, You don't worry. Our family was praying for us, and that's why nothing happened to you. I praise and thank the Lord for this gift. Otherwise, every time we are there to give him water or to pat him on his back and do something for him because he gets so breathless. But thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for this big miracle. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Russell.
0: Thank you, Jesus.
1: Yes. Just like you said in Matthew 28, verse 20, I will never leave you. I will always be with you even until the end of time. We hold that promise and we stand with it. That is our Christian faith with we must live by. Praise God. Yes, brother.
11: my brother. Hi, brother and uh, everyone on the group. I'd like to thank the Lord for the for the great week that He gave um, at work and all of His peace and joy that He pours into our hearts every day. And uh, yes, uh, yesterday at work, I just uh, it was a f- funny day. I was as we started off at uh, work, they um, the, our, one of our staff had to go home because of an injury to his fingers, and that left us a little bit short staffed. And uh, it started off uh, quite uh, vigorous, and uh, I was there was a lot of things that were happening. I was trying to do my job and it was just like um, uh, everything was all happening around and now I couldn't sort of like finish uh, my steps. And there was, I was just overtaken with a bit of pressure. And um, I liked, uh, but all of a sudden um, it was just, it was sort of like going like, uh, this and there was sort of like I was trying to get things done but I couldn't I kept on getting pulled off the uh, uh, job task and it's just like um, uh, it was sort of like having a kind of a meltdown and um, I asked then I just step, step aside and I asked uh, one of the my supervisors I said oh, just start uh, this too many things happening, I can't think, I can't, it's just like I'm having a meltdown. He goes, so just take your time and just relax, just do, just slow down and just try and uh, do one thing at a step at a time. And it was, to me, it was just like, this is like impossible. It's just like, it keeps going and someone keeps coming in from the other end for another to get one of their jobs and I'm getting pulled off all the time. So it was sort of like... This and I remembered sort of like um, I'm not sure if I can pray in tongues, but I just started j- just doing it, and uh, it was my my uh, mind my, my started to slow down, and it was started to start to get all sort of like um, focused again. I just don't know how, but even though I did not understand what I was doing, but I was just. I just thought I was speaking in tongues, but it's just like uh, my mood and my just self just come back again. And it was, it went, it was a long day, it was a struggle, it was uh, half a day. And it was like, um, then things started to change. Um, I start to, as soon as I started to get my jobs done, and uh, it's just like the situation started to like, Slow down. The customers weren't coming in, and uh, it was start to catch up. And it was just like it was a strange day, and it was just. I kept on saying the, i uh, was speaking like um in tongues and stuff like that, and um all of a sudden I started like you get your um yourself back again, and and all the uh, things start to get uh, in routine, and it was just it was crazy. And um, and then I started just to say uh, say Hallelujah, thank you, Lord, and stuff like that. And my and the guy said, Oh well, we'll be working back a little bit later. And I, even though I, I thought I didn't have any energies left, it started to repl- I start to feel also the mood start to come back, and I start to feel happy again and stuff like that. And I said, Yeah, okay, then I can go. And he said, Are you sure? You didn't sound very. Uh, well and I thought yeah I thought I did too I said I I must be going mad but then I said oh no no I started uh praising the lord again and uh it was just everything the it was a strange situation and we worked till about 8:30 p.m. and I after that he said oh any we you know you can go home now and stuff like that and um i went home and I thought it was I thought it was going to be exhausted but um no, I would start to uh, I would start to feel alive and I put on Russell's Morning Accountants and and uh and I heard the I played the Divine Mercy uh recordings and stuff like that and it just made me sort of like feel at peace again and I thought, geez, I I should be ready for another day of our barrage for to or today this Friday. but um somehow, the day turned out to be not as um vigorous and uh it turned out even though there was a little busy patches and customers were still coming in our was I was able to keep up the pressure and stuff like that and um i just kept on praising god and it just like uh, back to normal again now i'm back at this prayer session it's just like um yeah, you know, it's amazing. Like before this group, uh, I wouldn't have recovered. I would be stressed out. I'd be very um, angry. I'd be very, um, I'd be yelling and stuff like that. But yeah, the the Lord has changed changed my life and and renewed my mind. The Word of God's renewed my mind, all, and uh, He's always there. And um, yeah, just when you think you've uh, the, the time the devil does sort of like sneak up onto you and stuff like that. And um yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's a foe to be uh, reckoned with all the time, even though as we bring our guard down, you think everything's fine, but no, he's reminds you he's there. And the more he makes me, you, you become aware that you just, yeah, praise the Lord. And you don't know what to say. You don't know what to even pray. Sometimes you just like, I'm back to this sound that, Period that I was when I was um, like in anxiety and fear and stuff like that. But uh all of a sudden, it's just wiped off. And I'm, I'm blessed with this group. And I'm blessed that he answers and hears our prayers and his mercies and his great, excellent grace upon us. And um, I thank him for even our families, our work colleagues, stuff like that, for such a support. And don't take life so granted. Yes. And uh, I thank everyone. Our destiny help will see you right now. They are do, working, and I thank God, and His Spirit is alive and active in our lives. And I thank you and praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Brisbane Pray Group.
1: Thank you, Ani, for that question. have to mute uh, your mic and speak as well. Um, brother Ernie is here with us and he's shared his testimony and this is one verse that's coming to mind there 1 Corinthians 6 17 which says he who is joined to the Lord is one with him in spirit so when you go into his presence and you surrender to him then he takes over the old testament has given us examples of that as well then when he takes over your battles It's like when the most high steps in, the most low must leave. That spirit of chaos, confusion, anxiety, depression, all those that sought to get over you. It was that presence that shoot them away literally, push them away. And that's where your joy and your peace started to return. It is important for us to not let those take over and stay in that presence. The enemy will try to attack. But if we stay in that presence, then eventually it is that grace that, that he pours into our hearts which gives peace. And you've just heard that in Brother Ernie's case. Um, And and in those situations, like when you're stuck, you're confused, and you don't know what to pray, and then you just start praying in tongues. We know that Romans 8, verse 26 to 28, that starts to become effective then. He takes up our cause. He prays on our behalf, the Holy Spirit. When we don't know what to pray for, He prays with deep sighs and groans. So that's, that's what's really happening there. We don't realize it. We don't understand it. We don't feel it. But it is, just, it is important for us to just stay in that presence. That's that's where the transformation happens. So praise God, thank you for this wonderful testimony, brother. I think it's a very good case study for all of us when we are caught in these kinds of situations and scenarios where you know, something happens somewhere and then it affects us emotionally. We lack sometimes the ability to think in those situations. We do not know what to do, say, or even uh, feel about it it's important for us to just remember that let your spirit lead there immediately go into that secret place connect with your father and tell him lord i come to you i surrender now you take over and stay in there until there is that change that you can visibly notice you stay there you don't move from there praise god thank you jesus mm-hmm. who would like to go
0: next yeah. <clears throat>
12: Uh, Brother, can I go?
1: Yes, go ahead, sister.
12: Yes, it's Meena here. Uh, On the 8th of December last year, 2021, when there was a Holy Hour at 12 o'clock, that was the first time when I had actually uh, done that, attended the Holy Hour at my place. And uh, I had posted my experience of how I felt on the uh, group chat. uh, And uh, you had... uh, said a line over there that may the good Lord bless you with his divine providence, okay? So this line, it impacted me a lot and I was constantly wondering what it can be and how will it's going to impact me in my uh, days to come by. And uh, today now I'm just testifying the good things that have happened in the uh, whole year round. Like uh, first one is that uh, 2010, uh, I had a illegal termination against me in my company, and I decided to fight. And there was a vision of mine that I knew that uh, I'm not in the wrong. And if I fight, I'm going to win the thing. And that uh, vision was always there with me that I'm going to get a full thing, what I'm going to do. And uh, all through the 10 years, uh, 9 years, I guess, till uh, 2018, uh, the uh, 19, I'm sorry, 2019, I had a fierce uh, battle sort of a thing with the company and I went to very uncomfortable situations and I lost my mother also. But uh, and, uh, the time when the uh, this case was cases coming to an end, sort of, the verdict was coming and uh, I met with a road accident. And uh, so that was a um, bad thing happening. But in the good thing of that, uh, I won the case, but only the 50% claim was being uh, given to me. Uh, unfortunately, I said, oh, okay, something is better than nothing. I accepted it. And, uh, but uh, fortunately for me is that the company was not satisfied that they had to take me back again. So they went in for a review petition in the industrial court. So I was okay. I said the, either way and my lawyer was also uh, like my own uh, priest, uh, church priest, he had given me a lawyer and uh, he was there with me all through and uh, he was, uh, he agreed to go in the second industrial court. By, uh, I left uh, this man. I had no role to play in that uh, review petition, only the lawyer's argument. And I said this now, since it's not my role, I'm going to look back, let the lawyers fight over there. Uh, Last month, it so happened that uh, I got a uh, this uh, WhatsApp message from my lawyer's assistant telling that uh, you have won the court and uh, you have won the case and uh, you're fully liable to go back to the company and you're going to get a full 100% claim. Where Previously I was going to get 50%, now I got 100%. So I didn't have to do anything. Like it was God telling me you just sit, I'm doing everything for you. He was fighting for me and it was a such a shock that whole night I was crying until "Who I was finding who are the people who were there standing with me. When my own family was not there with me, but these people, they were standing with me and helping me out. So all the prayers were there with me and thank you for that. Secondly, simultaneously, when the order of this particular case was going on in my industrial court, in my civil uh, court uh, where I had applied for my uh, succession certificate because I wanted to get my father's property transferred in my name because I want to restructure it. So it was going on, and uh, all through I started in the month of May the procedure, and all through there was no problem coming. When my society members are dead against me because they feel I've got a very bad attitude, but uh, eventually I had a lot of patience. Level I'm very uh, aggressive, but uh, I don't know what happened. I used to always give them pain. Okay, they want two days time. I gave them you one week. Okay, I gave them, and I got all the info details from then and uh, till that. Uh, this last month even my uh, all the proceedings uh, procedures got over and uh, today as I'm sitting over here uh, for the session I guess my uh, judge over there is typing the order giving me the succession certificate so both the cases came to end and there's still one more month left for my second 12 uh, means December 8th to sit for the one-hour session over there so praise God for everything that has happened. And thank you for that. Helping to keep the sentence in my. Uh, rooted in me. That to know what exactly. Was the divine providence I am expecting. Thank you.
1: Praise God. Thank you Jesus. That is the Holy Spirit. Putting you in. Uh, putting, uh, Reminding you of. You know, what he wants to put on your heart. So that you can uphold your faith. Know it is similar to how. God said to Abraham, go out in the night and count the stars. That was helping him build his faith Faith, in the same way for you. It was you holding on to this word and confessing it. That was keeping your faith up and and you didn't change your confession. You didn't let it go negative. That is what helped through God honors faith. So thank you, Jesus, for that. Thank you for this wonderful testimony, sister. Yes, is there anyone else that would like to share their testimony we have?
6: Yes, Brother Russell. I'd like to share my testimony. I'd just like to praise and thank the Lord for every grace and blessings that he's given me and my family this week. I thank the Lord for a successful spinal injection this week that I had to have. I praise and thank you, Lord, that all pain has been removed. I praise and thank you, Lord, for our prayer group, all our prayer warriors. I praise and thank you, Holy Spirit, that we can come and have a prayer of agreement with you anytime. If we've got no one to pray for us, then we can come with you, Holy Spirit, in moments of distress and ask for healing in those moments. I praise and thank you for all the all the graces and blessings you've given everyone this, this week. I praise and thank you for the healings that people were receiving tonight, Lord, that was put strongly on my heart today. And we give him glory and praise for such a powerful night. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Sister Shanine, for that testimony. Praise God.
1: I'd also like to add my quick testimony there about, and I'd like to thank the Lord for the powerful gift of uh, the gift of powerful tongues an extra different kind of next level sort of tongues that he has blessed me with. I also believe that he has blessed me with prophetic tongues. So I'd like to give all glory and praise to our Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with me, even in the times when um, when I am very low in my spiritual energy, you are always there. You never leave me, just like you said in Matthew 28, verse 20, 28 verse 20. I will always be with you, Lord. We hold on to that. We thank you, Jesus, for your grace upon our lives. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anyone else who would like to share their testimonies? We can take one last testimony and then we can uh, get into our teaching session for this.
13: Yeah, Russell, I would like to share. Yes, go ahead, brother. I'm out today, but anyway. uh... I want to thank and praise God for a wonderful week gone by, uh, for getting so many things done in my life. And the Lord is so real, as we know in 2 Corinthians 4, 18, uh, the things that are unseen are more real than the things that are seen. And that is so true in my life. And that scripture just gets deeper and deeper in my life every week as the Holy Spirit manifests Himself to me. And yeah, so I just thank God for... Uh, Many small miracles that have taken place in my life uh, in the last week and in the coming week or so, there's going to be a bigger testimony coming up. Uh, just thank you for being part of this wonderful prayer group and being able to serve the Lord uh, by preaching his word to the ends of the earth and giving me a powerful tongue as well. And and so many other gifts. Uh, I really want to thank and praise God for all his mercy uh, and his grace and, and, and for the little things of life that today uh, the Lord was just showing me, uh, you know, flowers. And he said, see how beautiful these flowers are. I pass by the tree every day, but never see the flowers. And today I uh, was looking at the flowers and marveling at them. And uh, just looked at the sky and said, wow, what a beautiful sky. Every day I see the sky, but it's not so beautiful. But today it was very beautiful. It's just that my priorities are always thinking of other things. And the Lord said, be real to the things that I've given you. And uh, be real in the present moment. Don't think about tomorrow because that is mine. Don't think about yesterday because you can't do anything about it. Be present. And that's what he was trying to say. Be present. And I just want to thank God for just being present to me and uh, teaching me to live in the present and look at life and thank and praise God for everything that he does. And yes, and the wonderful, the entire Entire part series of praying and tongues was such a blessing to me too. Uh, so many revelations that came and so many gifts that came through.
0: Yes, and yeah. it just, taught me, it
13: just taught me that that you know just be humble and continuously be humble and thank and praise God because He will exalt you. And He He's God. Just thank Him for everything. So yeah, I thank God for the gift of tongues and powerful tongues and so many great things. My life and in so many other people's lives. I thank and praise God for this entire prayer group and I pour the precious blood of Jesus and cover and seal everyone who is attending today with the precious blood of Jesus and seal them in the holy name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, is uh, just, yes, yes, Sister Jane. Jane. Go ahead.
14: Yeah, I want to thank the Lord for all the week gone by for all his blessings for me and my family uh, to be a part of this praying family. This is really, we are really, really, I am blessed to be a part of this praying family. For all the sessions, for all the daily miracles, small, small miracles that I have each, each minute they are happening. I could see the hand of the Lord upon me, the Spirit upon me, His anointing. And uh, I could see the Spirit stirring up scriptures within me, brother. Still now, I can say for many years, I have been learning the scriptures. I was learning, but I don't didn't understand anything. But I used to learn. But now, with the spirit in me, I could see the, the spirit stirring up the scriptures and revealing me what does it mean to me. And I thank the Holy Spirit for that, brother.
1: Yes, praise God for that. When He poses his spirit of revelation, then you start to join the dots of something you read five months ago with what he's showing you today. That's how he works. And then, yeah, that's how true he is, how real he is.
14: Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank
1: Thank you, sister, for that testimony. And these testimonies are important, so we should not hold back, do not sit back on fear with, you know, what will others say? Or I'm nervous, I'm scared. Because when you are confessing your testimony, you are sealing that miracle in your life that cannot be taken away then. Remember, Revelations 12, verse 11, they overcame the accuser by the blood of the lamb. That is the first thing. And the second one is the word of your testimony. So do not ignore it. Praise God. Is there anyone else? or Can we go ahead and I'll
0: just have short announcements and we can start. Hello, brother. Uh, I would like to
15: testify, uh, praise and thank the Lord uh, for this week that has gone past by. Uh, I really struggled through the week, but it was only because of this strong prayer group that made it really go so quick. And I just felt that I was tested more and more because the more I was at home and trying to be in the word, the, the devil was trying to, you know, Take over me, but uh, I just keep praying in tongues. I can pray longer now in tongues, and I thank the Lord for that gift from the Holy Spirit. And uh, this week I was trying to again uh, try to get some references and all. And every time there was some or the other, you know, hurdle that came in the way. Uh, But praise and thank the Lord that I got my last reference that I really needed. I got it last night, so I would like to praise and thank the Lord. And I have again started with the process of looking for uh, my job, which the Lord has already planned and designed for me, and I thank Him for that. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your precious gift of this sister and uh, the prayers that she makes with the rest of this family for every other person. Lord, we thank you for all those in this prayer group that are looking out for new employment and a new start to their financial career ahead, Lord. In your name, we bless them, Father. We ask for You of you to release that anointing over their lives, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Your Holy Spirit, that spirit of wisdom to guide them in that search. Lord, we declare your provision over them in their lives by the road of our priesthood. That every job opportunity that must all the boxes for their lives. Let that provision be made available. We prophesy those jobs over their lives now, Lord. As one in the Spirit, we pray. We come in agreement with everyone that is making this prayer and I, and I urge you to type that Amen as a prayer of agreement in the chat, whether you're on YouTube or whether you're on uh, Zoom as well. So that we make that our prayer of agreement and we release our faith, Lord. We believe that you have answered this prayer. Everyone, let everyone that seeks find. You said, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find, Lord. We thank you that you have blessed every job seeker here in the name of Jesus. You said, whatever you ask, Matthew 18, 19, whatever you ask in the name of Jesus that the Father in heaven will do for you, Lord. We stand on that promise of that prayer of agreement. And we believe, Lord. That when we have spoken the word then you have given us that power of creation. So when we have spoken your word in faith and we have released it, your spirit moves on our behalf. And then just like he created the earth where there was chaos and confusion, he brought light, he brought shape, he brought form, he brought a new thing. The same way he's doing that new thing in their lives, Lord, as well. And we thank you that they come back next Friday when we have this Bible study session and they provide their testimony as a thanksgiving of your mercy and your love upon our lives. We release our faith, Lord. And together, because we believe, we say,
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'll just quickly go through announcements. I've posted a link in the chat as well
1: for all those that have joined us for the first time, I'd like to welcome you to this session and uh, you can join our Holy Spirit Brisbane prayer group by clicking that link on the chat. That's our chat group on Telegram and also post it on the YouTube chat for those that are there with us for the first time. Welcome again and thank you for joining us. We hope that you would be blessed by this session and by every other session that we run. We run our morning encounters with the Lord every morning, Seven days a week, 365 days a year, which is run live on Zoom as well as on YouTube at 7 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. We also run our Divine Mercy Chaplet and our Rosary from Monday to Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And then on Friday at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, because Friday evening we run uh, this Bible study session. The Rosary and Divine Mercy Chaplets are not run on the weekends. All of these sessions are aired live on Zoom as well as on YouTube. And then we have the Friday Bible study session, this one that you are uh, attending right now. This is also run every Friday of the year and every first Friday of the month. We run it in, we will run it in the uh, St. Dipna's Church in Aspley. That's where we are tonight. We have with us a few small group here. We praise God and we thank you for his grace upon our lives and for blessing us with this opportunity to come to his church together in person, fellowship and worship together and give him thanks and praise and learn about him to get to know our father more. I'd also encourage you to uh, also, uh, sorry, also uh, to mention about Brother Savio's Spirit-Filled Reflections. He posts them on all our social media channels. So that's Instagram, YouTube, on, uh, on Twitter, on Facebook as well. And they're also posted on our Telegram group. If that is blessing you and your family, please share them with others. We say this every day because we mean it. If all of these sessions are blessing you, including the rosary, the morning encounters, the Friday Bible study sessions, share those, share the links, share the recordings. And encourage your friends to come as well. By the way, all these sessions are also available as recordings on our uh, podcast channel. And you can find links to that on our uh, Telegram group. Praise God. Brother Savi, I think we'll get into our session now. Lord, as we begin our session, cover and seal all our equipment, every person that is part of this meeting in person, uh, on air, on on, uh, the internet, as well as everyone that will pray with this recording as well
0: and listen to it and be blessed. Let them be blessed in your name, Jesus. And we now proclaim... His word from Isaiah 55, verse
1: 10 and 11. And we herald the power in our spoken word. I'm saying for as the rain, and we can say it together, please don't unmute, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it, do not return there without watering the earth, making it bare and sprout and providing seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now I want you to say the next line with confidence. In faith, so will my word be, which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, useless and without result, without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And today we shall continue with our second part on the teaching of Seed for the sower, the kingdom principle of sowing and reaping. Uh, before that, just a recap. And this very verse that is up on your screen as well is important. It talks about uh, the provision of seed for the sower and bread for the eater. And it will fulfill all the purpose for which we send it. That's the power of your seed. So the important thing to remember there is your word is a seed and it can produce a sorry, a harvest. Uh, The important verse there for reflection is Matthew 13, verses 18 to 23. We covered that last week. And then we also saw that in Genesis 8, verse 22, God gave his law to Noah. which says, while the earth remains, seed, time and harvest will always be there. So if that is the law and your word is a seed, then you should know that when that seed is sown, there will always be a harvest. And then we got into 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10, which is essentially the, the main verse of uh, on which this entire teaching is based. And there it talks about God multiplying the seed for sowing and providing for our consumption. So The important thing there to underline is the multiplication. It does not deal in addition or subtraction. He always multiplies the seed. So he always honors that seed that you sow. And there are different kinds of seed that you can sow. It's not only financial. Your seed can be anything. If you're able to spiritually recognize it as a seed and then sow it, make a prayer over it, then you are able to get that harvest. And then the the important thing on why he wants us to sow, we touched on, Uh, his purpose or his management school like uh, like I've learned it is he wants us to be givers and to operate out of love. Those are the two key principles that God wants to see in our heart and that's why he wants us to be givers and and not giving of just what is surplus to you but giving it out of love for him and uh, fulfilling that purpose, that law that he has and lastly, we touched on having the mindset of an investor, not just a saver. And we touched on that example of you know saving $100 every month, and it will still not be enough for you to generate $1 million in your lifetime. It will take nine lifetimes to achieve that. So that's what God is looking for us. He's looking for us to build that attitude of an investor in there. And the important thing is then to invest in his kingdom. So to carry that mindset, knowing that he brings that multiplication factor in. Now, today we touch on the second part. The other part of it is blessed to be a blessing. And a little bit on how that blessing can also bring righteousness then. So that's the latter part of 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. And when we saw, we have seen that there is... Um, An overflow. In fact, the verse that that we need to reflect here is which we have commonly used in teachings earlier as well. Brother Vivek has done an extensive teaching on this on tithing. You'll find that teaching in our uh, recordings on YouTube. The the verse there is Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Brother Sava, can we go to that verse? Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. And this is the only time where God says in the entire Bible, Test me in this. So last week we touched on the earlier verses in verse 8 where he says you have robbed me in tithes and in offerings. And then he's saying here's the solution now. If you do tithe
0: then he opens those floodgates. Bring all the tithes, the tenth into the storehouse so that
9: there may be food in my house. And test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you so great a blessing until there is no more room to
0: receive it, Yeah, praise God. So you can see that verse it's very
1: self-explanatory. Now, what does he expect you to do with that huge blessing there? You follow the same cycle of sowing and then you let it continue into the reaping part of it. And when we understand that, then your abundance becomes, you step into abundance literally, that, that goes on to the next level then. So the question there then is you know, when he says he wants you to be a giver and he wants you to sow, what is your intention when you are sowing? Where is your focus? What are you really looking to achieve there? Are you just seeking to meet your
0: needs or are you looking beyond? Are you looking at abundance? See,
1: Ephesians 3, verse 20 says God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than we can ask. That is more than we say or ask of him and more than we can even comprehend in our imagination. And our imagination has no limit. And this says God is able to do more than that. So where then is the limit? The limit is only in what we ask of him. Are you just saying, God, I need to pay my rent next month. Can you help me pay that rent? Or are you saying, Lord, I'm looking beyond so that I never have to ever beg to pay my rent on time. When God is saying, I'll open the tap and pour out. Are you taking a little bucket that can only hold 10 liters? Or are you choosing to go with the tanker? And this was a wonderful um, experience that Brother Johnson had taken us through when he had done a retreat here in Brisbane. And he asked that question. When there is no supply in a town with water, now water is your provision, for example, and he says there's no supply, And then God sends a tanker in, what will you take and go? Or oh, God puts a pipeline there and says, all you need to do is open the tap.
0: What would you take and go? And most people comprehend only that little bucket. That's where we need to change our thinking and look beyond Am I just looking
1: to satisfy my needs now? Or am I going above and beyond? And then when I am satisfied, and we will touch on that through scripture again, when I am satisfied with that, what is my focus? For that, let's look at, brother, let's,
0: well, Savior, let's look at 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. So it
1: says God is able to make all grace abound towards you. We just touched on Ephesians 3.20 also
0: which says the same thing. And here again it says the same thing. But look at the latter half of that verse. And God is able to make all grace
9: every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in Him and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. So why, why then does he, does he
1: make all grace or will he make all grace abound towards you? Look at that verse closely again. When you ask it as a question, why? You see there, it says, so that. So that's where the answer starts. So that you may have sufficiency. Now this sufficiency is about, yeah, I've, I'm able to pay all my bills. I'm able to meet all my financial commitments, my requirements or every other need that is there. I am satisfied in every way. But then he goes on to say, it's not just that, but it is also so that you will have abundance. That abundance is not only for you to keep to yourself, but you can then abound in every good work towards others. Going back to that same concept of he wants you to be a giver. And that's the whole principle of blessed to be a blessing. Because when you are blessing others, then he blesses you. Now, we use that same principle even when we prayed earlier, when we prayed for a job, when we asked people. And last week as well, when we asked Sister Vera to make that prayer, she prayed on behalf of others. She was blessing them. Now, when you bless bless others, look at this verse closely. What is it saying now? God is able to make all that grace that you are blessing others with, he's able to make that grace abound towards you so that you will be sufficient, that you will have everything that you need. You will have everything that your heart asks for that you blessed others with. And therein is his his principle of abundance. That is why Luke 6 verse 38 says, it talks about prosperity in every way. You don't just look at it from a financial angle. It says, give and it shall be given unto you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. With what measure you use, that same measure he will use back to you. But he will multiply it in this case. So the measure that you are pouring out is important. And that brings us to the important question then. If you are saying, yes, Lord, I am giving, what is your intention? When you give, what is your attitude? Is it an attitude of gratitude that is saying, Lord, I thank you for blessing me with everything I know you have already done. Are you giving with that intent? Or are you giving, Lord, when I'm I'm giving because I know I want more and I will get more? Are we giving with that attitude? We need to check our own intentions because that is what decides the nature of that blessing that will come? Is, is that abundance in our in our thoughts, the, the, the thinking about abundance, is it about just I, me, and my family? Or is it so that I can bless others? Is it so that I can carry on his agenda? That blessing others is his agenda, his kingdom agenda. Now, when you are propagating his kingdom, His attention will be drawn towards you. That is an important thing for all of us to remember. He cannot ignore you when you are propagating his kingdom agenda. When you have that intent to bless others with the same blessing that you have received. that That was the whole underlying principle of You know, him promising Abraham abundance and through Abraham, spiritually speaking, every person that stands in faith. You can go back and look at Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 and 3. When you become a blessing to others, then you become that object of his jealous love. He says, Everyone that blesses you, I will bless them, but everyone that curses you, they are already in trouble. You
0: should know that. This is what your giving nature brings in. So the first thing there is sharing and financing that gift of salvation. That is why we
1: say give into his kingdom. And that's the principle of tithing. And we won't go into that, but the principle of tithing essentially is spreading that agenda of the kingdom, bringing more people into the kingdom. You are fulfilling his requirements. There is is nothing that he will not do for you. Why would he not be interested in you? And, and um, second thing that I just wanted to touch there on that teaching is, you know, whatever you, you it's when you say giving, is whatever you receive, it's not only in finances, but also in what you have learned from the world. You must share with others. Brother Saviour, can we look at Matthew chapter 28, verse 19? And this is not Jesus requesting, this is not Jesus suggesting and saying, well, if you feel like it, then he is instructing. So we're still touching again on that same principle of being a giver. But this time, and that's the whole, you know, the underlying thought behind the Holy Spirit Brisbane prayer group as well what we receive in revelation from the word that we share with others. And every person that is part of this family does it. That is why there are these kind of testimonies where they have learnt it, you master it, and then you go and share it with others.
9: Yeah, brother, thank you. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Help the people to learn of me believe in me and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah, he said, go therefore, because if you look at the previous line, he said, all authority is given to me and now I'm giving that same authority to you. So it is an instruction. And he's saying, go therefore. So if you actually look at it, Every person that is a Christian must do this.
0: It is his instruction for us. And you can only do that when you have that love filled
1: in your heart. For that you have to be a giver. A giving is not inherent in our nature in the flesh. In the flesh by nature we are born selfish. We always think about ourselves, our own health, our well being, things I like, and we stay away from all the rest. But when you become a giver, you take on the nature of Jesus. And that is why we're spending so much time stressing on that subject here and scripturally referencing it because it is that forms the whole basis of uh, being that giver there. When you want to be
0: a sower, You have to be a giver first. True Bible prosperity comes from being
1: a blessing to others. Being successful in everything that you undertake as part of God's plan. And that's why sowing should always come ahead of eating. It should be first on your list. You don't eat first and then with whatever is left over you sow. We have seen those in examples. We have taken farming examples as well last Friday in this session. That's why that sowing should always be first. And then when you do that first then you place God first in your life, then he gets involved in everything that you are sowing there. And that is the underlying basis of his uh, management school. And we have to remember there that only those who sow will reap.
0: Those that do not sow, there is nothing to expect there. And then while the earth remains, he gave Mm -hmm. us that law. While the
1: earth remains, then harvest will always come. Now, listen to this carefully. If God can get, I'm only using the example of money, but in general, you can apply it to that uh, broader nature of being a giver. If God can get money through you, then he will also get it to you.
0: The word through you there is important. Or when you use it in your prayer, you use it
1: for total prosperity. In whatever way, if he can use you to bless others, then that same blessing comes on you as well. Now, when you understand that, how will you go about blessing others? That would be interesting for you to think about. It is for your own personal reflection. But think about it. When you say your morning prayer, when you say your daily prayer, when you're placing all that you will go through during that day in front of the Lord and you bear in mind, if I bless and when I bless others, then if God can get that blessing
0: through me, he will get it to me as well. Now you will change your confession. That becomes the confession of a giver in faith. Release it. Believe that you have received. When will that abundance stop? Let's look at three quick reasons. What can abort that kind of abundance from coming in your life? The first one is the attitude of
1: all this is mine. I'm successful. I am a self-made man. I made it all. Many times we come across that we we refuse to recognize the hand of God in that in, in the blessing that is there upon our life. We think we have built it, constructed it every day. And there is there is a, a parable as well in the Bible that I am reminded of, where a rich man got a huge harvest and he said, "I will expand my barns so that I can store it." And the Lord said, "You fool! Tonight I am taking your
0: soul." The attitude of all this is mine. What are you really storing for yourself in that?
1: Rise above it. Remembering that what is said in Psalm 24 verse 1. The earth and everything that belongs in it and everyone that lives in it belongs to him. We are only renting it for a
0: short while. The Bible calls us a vapor in the wind. So check your attitude there.
1: The second thing is, I have all I need. I do not want anything. I am satisfied. We have just looked at that in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. It's not up on screen, but we looked at it earlier. God is able to make grace abound towards you. Not so that you have all sufficiency only. And then you say, I do not want anything more. I have everything I need. So there is no need for me to sow. And there is no need for me to bless anyone else.
0: That is a selfish attitude. That is not the attitude of a giver. And likewise, then the third one is,
1: which is similar to the second one, I have received my salvation. I am saved and that's all that matters.
0: Is this how we look at ourselves? I have intentionally used the
1: words I as you know personalized statements in each of them so that when you reflect there on these three things you look back into your own life and think is that how my life is is that how my thinking is what is my attitude am i just looking at myself am i seeing pride in the mirror when i look there am i seeing one who is just self satisfied and selfish or am I looking at one who is willing to go above and beyond and live the life of a giver? Remember the parable of the talents here. That's a very useful. That that parable has so many different meanings. But in this case here is also applicable. The one that got the the one single talent only, the first servant. That talent is you, yourself. God gave you that talent so that you will go out and trade with it and multiply it. That trading and multiplying can only come when you are a giver. But if we are like that servant who said, Lord, this is my life, I will enjoy it because I only live once and then I'm satisfied with it,
0: so I'll bury it in the ground. And when it's time, I return it to God. When you don't do anything to
1: multiply that, gift that God has given you in the least
0: to multiply salvations then your seed remains where it is it is not being sown
1: you are not blessing others you are merely burying that seed where it will not germinate and it will not grow and all that you will then get after it is that one single seed that cannot even do anything for you Are we
0: like that servant that was given the one talent? Think about it. When you look at that parable further, you see what happens to
1: this servant then. God says, let what he has be taken from him. I might even say, go to the extent of saying, let all the abundance that he has be taken from him and given To someone else. Is that what we would want in our lives? Think again. Please go back to the Bible. Read that parable. Meditate on it. it, Put yourself in the place of that one talent.
0: And see what the Lord is saying to you. Now, what is the opposite side of it? The one that is given the one
1: talent? he used. Jesus used the parable in John 12, verse 24. Brother Saviour, can we have that verse on screen? John 12, verse 24. That is the exact opposite of the one talent, the one seed. What will you do with that seed? Here, the servant chose to hold on to it, bury it in in, well, not really sow it in the ground, but bury it in a place and hide it. And here,
0: Jesus is talking about the exact opposite. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless a
9: grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone, just one grain, never more. But if it dies, it produces more grain, much grain, and yields. A harvest.
0: Unless that one talent that you, instead of burying it, chose to sow it, and it must die in that sowing, then it will produce fruit.
1: That is how he multiplies. You see in this very verse, he is talking about it produces much grain. Multiplication in the seed. Some of it you can re-sow again others you can use to eat. Seed for the sower, bread for the eater. And Jesus demonstrated this in his very life as well. God sowed Jesus and through his death, when that one grain, Jesus himself died, it produced a multitude of people in faith that is you and I and everyone else that is sitting here listening to this. And there are millions of other Christians around the world that have received that faith. That is the harvest that is produced out of that grain that died. And that is what he talks about when he says, the harvest is rich and plentiful, the laborers are few. What are you going to do there? Are you going to be that one talent that is buried in the ground or are you going to be the sower or are you going to be the farmer that will put the sickle to the harvest, that will share that word, the gospel that he is giving, that there is life, that there is hope, that there is an opportunity for peace. That is a choice that you have to make independently. He can guide you. He can show you. He can use his messengers to pass the message to you. But he will never override your will. So that is a choice that you have to make. That seed must die first in order to bear fruit. And now I want to take a different angle to that sowing and reaping. We shall see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 36 to 45. The highlight here is God is able to give your seed a new body. So we're talking about that seed must die first and then God is able to give it a new body. Now there are multiple ways of looking at it, but this challenges the traditional status quo of if you sow a mango seed, you get a mango If you sow an apple, you get an apple. What kind of seed you sow, that kind of fruit it produces. Now here, this will open your eyes to different kind of sowing and then reaping.
0: So let's have a look at that verse. Yes. You fool. Every time you plant seed,
9: you sow something that does not come to life, germinating, springing up and growing, unless it first dies. The seed you sow is not the body, the plant which is going to become, but it is a bare seed, perhaps of wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body, just as He planned. And to each kind of seed, a body of its own is given. All flesh is not the same. There is one kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds and another for fish. There are also heavenly bodies, sun, moon, and stars, and earthly bodies, humans, animals, and plants. But the glory and beauty of the heavenly is one kind, and the glory of the earthly is another. There is a glory and beauty of the sun, another glory of the moon, and yet another distinctive glory of the stars. And one star differs from another
0: in glory and brilliance. So, It is with the resurrection of the dead. The human
9: body that is sown is perishable and mortal. It is raised imperishable and immortal. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in strength. It is sown a natural body, mortal, suited to earth. It is raised a spiritual body, immortal, suited to heaven. As surely as there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. So it is written... In scripture, the first man, Adam, became a living soul, an individual. The last Adam, Christ, became a life-giving spirit,
0: restoring the dead to life. Praise God, son. This,
1: this verse is very deep actually and if you reflect on it, there is a lot more that that will even come out of it through revelation. But a couple of key things that I want to highlight there is there is heavenly glory and spiritual, uh, sorry, heavenly glory representing spiritual and then he says earthly glory. So also then you see towards the end in verse 44, it talks about physical body and spiritual body. But verse 43 is the one I'd like you to look closely at. You can sow your physical weakness, your limitations, and you can reap a harvest in the spirit. You can sow your shame and you can reap respect and honor. You can sow your poverty, you can reap finances and blessings. God is able to give it a body according to what he pleases. So it is not now limited to sowing mango and reaping mango. You can sow something and reap something else. You can sow the problems in your life. Tie that to a seed that you are sowing through your offering to God. And then you reap a solution. It is not all money and just reaping in money. You can sow something, tie your problem with it, sow it, let that seed die. And then It germinates into a new body, which is different to what you sowed. I hope you get that revelation, because once you understand that, then your sowing and reaping can be, you know, there is no limit to it. It can be multidimensional. Look at that verse 43 again, and then go on to 44, which is talking about uh, physical and spiritual. But essentially the way I would like you to look at it is all those areas where you feel like you are getting battered again and again by the enemy. You look at that weakness, tie it in your prayer to a seed,
0: sow it. Vulnerability to alcoholism. It could be anything. You sow your vulnerabilities. And then God is able to give it a new body. That is what this... Was talks about. The important thing there is that seed must die.
1: People can sow their joblessness and get other financial breakthroughs or other jobs as well, unexpected incomes as well, even if it is not tied to a job. And that is probably why you know even Judas died. The Bible records in John chapter twelve that. He often helped himself with money that was put into the offering box. Someone may have even sowed their suicidal tendencies there. And he didn't let that seed
0: die. He helped himself. So, what they sowed came upon him.
1: The undead seed that was sown there still carries in it the problem, its curse. Whatever was tied to it. Are you seeing why it is dangerous to even steal then from whatever has been put into church? Church offerings and tithes. Because it is not the money that was put there. It is the seed that is tied to it that makes a big difference when you look at it from the spiritual angle. Now moving on, let's just look at Psalm 126 verse 6. Talking about that seed that must die. Brother Savio, can we go to Psalm 126 verse 6? That seed must die. Essentially,
0: what it means is it will cost you. If that seed has to die, it means it will cost you. But are you still holding on to that mindset of investing? He who goes back
9: and forth weeping, carrying his bag of seed for planting, will indeed come again with a shout of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Amen.
1: So bringing his sheaves means bringing his harvest. Collecting with him the bales of that harvest that he brings together with him. Are you seeing there? Now connect this with what we just saw just now. You are tying your shame, you are tying your problems, you go forth weeping. Lord, why am I going through all this? But you tie that to your seed and then you are sowing that in your place of prayer. And this word says, does not say he may indeed come back. It says he will
0: come back. That is assurance. When you know things like this, then you
1: start to think, okay, Lord, if your word says it, your word is above your name, you will always honor it. That word cannot fail. Even if heaven and earth passes away, it will not pass. I am going to hold on to it and I shall do. Now look at Um, Joshua 1.8, it says, if you observe to do according to all that is written, look at what is written in front of you. If you observe to do according to all that is written in it, then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success. Now, this is why the words in the Bible are important for us to understand and then you understand how to apply it in your life. That's when you start to see the outcomes and then everything starts to become you know, so beautiful. When you understand, Lord, you have given me a principle which I can now rinse and repeat. It is not by fluke. It is not an accident. It is not something that fell from the sky, but it is a process that I now understand. I can repeat it again and again and get the same outcome of abundance every single time. That is when you have mastered and that is the whole purpose in why the Bible is given to us, for us to master that. Jesus said in John 10.10, I came, this word came to you so that you may have life and have it to the full. Not random by superstition, but with an understanding. Believing is not superstition. Believing is holding your trust in God, but understanding
0: his word and then doing what it says. The doer filled with faith. And then when you have that abundance, what do you do with it? You continue with the cycle of sowing and reaping.
1: You trigger ongoing giving. You make that a habit. And then when God sees that habit, he says, you have understood what I have tried to teach you in my school of management. Now you become a manager. Remember in Genesis chapter 1, he made man as the steward, the manager. You have now become that manager. That is what we need to reach the stage. And then when we reach that stage, then he says, let them have dominion, Genesis one twenty-eight, Because Why will he confidently say that? Because now their managers, they know exactly how to manage it. They will not squander it. They will not waste it. They will not be like the prodigal son before he had a change of heart. They will be the smart son who will manage everything. That is what Jesus came to demonstrate to us. The giver.
0: I hope this is is lighting some bulbs and touching you in your own personal experience. That is when we stop saying it is all mine, this is mine. And we start to look at I am
1: blessed that there is greater purpose in this and all I need to do is be a giver because I know I will be taken care of. And that then brings us to the third part there where when you are blessed and you are blessing others then your righteousness is upheld. Let us now go back to a very verse on which this whole topic is based. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. Brother Can you please take us there to that verse? 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. And also then, in fact, keep it with 2 Corinthians 9 verse 9 and 10 both. But first we'll look at 10 and then later we will look at 9. There's an important thing I would like to highlight there in this.
0: When you are becoming a blessing to others. So first we just look. At verse 10. Now he who
9: provides seed for the sower and bread for food will provide and multiply your seed for sowing, that is your resources, and increase the harvest of your righteousness which shows
0: itself in active goodness kindness and love so look at the second half of this Well, so far we've been reflecting on the first
1: half when you multiplying your seed and then you sowing your seed being a giver second half of it He increases the harvest of your righteousness which shows itself in that active goodness, kindness and love. There is a way for us to store for ourselves that righteousness and then use it as a currency to trade in the kingdom.
0: Now look at verse 9. How do you do that? How do you build on that currency? As it is written and forever remains written,
9: He, the benevolent and generous person scattered abroad, He gave to the poor. His righteousness endures forever.
0: So look at that closely. It says it is written and
1: forever remains written, never can be erased. What is that one principle? He that gives to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Can you imagine being in that state now? What is that big righteousness about? It is the accuser cannot bring any case against you because every time he brings a case, God says this one, is righteous. Your righteousness endures forever. Your
0: horn shall be exalted, another version says, meaning you will always stand victorious. If you understand that principle,
1: then you literally can be to a position where there is no case where the enemy can you know, make you feel guilty or the enemy can uh, put or point a finger at you in any way. And another way, another thing about this is this kind of righteousness that, that comes out of giving to the poor, that can be given as an inheritance to your children. It is, it is a transgenerational blessing. When there are givers that are giving in this way, it is their children and their children's children that reap the benefit of the
0: seed that they are sowing when they give to the poor. So it's a different kind now. When you
1: talk about righteousness in itself, uh, primarily our righteousness first comes from Jesus when we gain our salvation. But you can maintain it and keep it ongoing and then give it as... That inheritance, transgenerational blessing through this one principle of 2 Corinthians 9 verse 9. It is written and forever
0: remains written. It's a law. Nothing can take it from you. It's important for us to
1: understand and hold on to these kind of principles when we receive them from the Bible. Every time you receive that revelation and you say, oh, that's a principle on which the kingdom works. Make a note of it. Use it in your prayer. Use it in your life. When you live on that, you have erected your hedge of protection around you. The accuser points a finger. God says, don't even look at him. Genesis 2 verse, Genesis 12 verse 3. What says, those that bless you, I'll bless them. Those that curse you, I'll curse them. That's another principle. You hold on to those. You become like how Job was when Satan said, I can't do anything to him because you, God, have erected that hedge of protection around him. That is what you need to strive for. Then when it comes to spiritual warfare, all kinds of battles, you're not just wearing your armor, you're standing behind that hedge. When we look at Psalm
0: 91, arrows by day, terror by night, stops at that hedge. That is his system of advantage that he's giving us. The other thing then to remember in this case, when we're looking at this verse is Proverbs 19 verse
1: 17, which says, whoever is kind to the poor, I think we shall just project that on screen as well. But what it really says, that's for your benefit so that when you look at it, that's another principle. It's directly linked to this one that we are just
0: discussing right now says whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he he who is
9: gracious and lends a hand to the poor lends to the Lord and the Lord will repay him for his good deed. Are you seeing that? You hold
1: on to that principle as well. It is like giving him a loan and you know he only knows multiplication. What should you expect when it's time to repay that loan?
0: That's what you should think about. So his one is multiplication. Second
1: thing he says, well, I'll also maintain your righteousness forever. That is what we saw in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 9. That's when you start joining these dots and think, Lord, no wonder my life is seeing abundance. When you start living by those principles. That's what brings God's favor upon your life. And others wonder, well, there's nothing special about this person. Why then should they have all that benefit? Or alternatively, you look at yourself and think,
0: Lord, what am I missing that I don't have that kind of abundance? Another one
1: connected with it is he who sows sparingly reaps. This is 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6. In fact, that whole 2 Corinthians chapter 9 is worth reading. The whole thing, that whole chapter talks about sowing and reaping. So 9 verse 6 says, the amplified version says, I will not go there just in the interest of time. He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. He who sows generously that the blessings may come to others. This is what the Amplified Extension says. He will also reap generously and be blessed. Question for you now is,
0: what does your harvest look like? What are you reaping today? Look at your own life. We'll just take
1: one more verse and we'll stop there. We'll continue on the rest of it in the next time. So the, the, the last one that I'd like to touch upon here is connected with this question. What are you reaping today? So that's from the book of Haggai chapter 1 verse 6 to
0: 11. It actually shook me when I read it the first time. You have planted much, but you harvest
9: little. You eat, but you do not have enough. You drink, but you do not have enough to be intoxicated. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm enough. And he who earns wages earns them just to put them in a bag with holes in it. Because God has withheld His blessing. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways and thoughtfully reflect on your conduct. Go up to the hill country, Bring lumber and rebuild my house, temple, that I may be pleased with it and be glorified, says the Lord, accepting it as done for my glory. You look for much harvest, but it comes to little. And even when you bring that home, I blow it away. Why? Says the Lord of hosts. Because of my house. Which lies in ruins. While each of you. Runs to his own house. Eager to enjoy it. Therefore. Because of you. That is your sin and disobedience. The heavens withhold the dew and the earth withholds its produce. I call for a drought on the land and the hill country, on the grain, on the new wine, on the oil, on what the ground produces on men, on cattle,
0: and on all the labor of your hands. Is that sounding like your life? That is a question
1: then we need to be asking ourselves as well. Lord, what did I miss? Where did I go wrong? And now link these verses here that you're seeing here with Malachi chapter three, verse eight and nine, where God says, "Will a man rob God?" And yet you have robbed me in your tithes and in your offerings. See here, He says, "Because in in uh, which verse was that?" Because verse nine, He says, "Because of my house, which lies in ruins." and there when you go to malachi 3 verse 10 he says bring all the tithes into my storehouse that there might be food in my house link this verse with that what is he telling you are you missing something and that is why then all the other verses that talk about all the other ruins including right up till the end of verse 11 he says I have put a drought on all the labor of your hands. Do you understand what that means? Everything that you try, everything that you do, all your plans fail,
0: they come to zero produce, zero outcomes. It's very scary. But when you link this with those verses in Malachi 3 from verse 8 up until
1: verse 12, Then he says, well, this is the problem, but here's the solution. The solution comes from verse 10 onwards. And then in 11 and 12, he says, I will also add these other things. So verse 11 there in Malachi 3, verse 11, he talks about your fruit will not fall to the ground. He will put a leash on the devourer so that the devourer who eats up everything, all the labor of your hands failing in production, the devourer will be put on a chain. He cannot eat it up anymore. The fruit of your wine will not fall to the ground before its time, meaning none of your plans that you are planning, all the hard work that you are putting in will come to nil, to not, to zero. Worth reflecting, look at this passage here and meditate on
0: it with Malachi 3 there. See what the Lord is telling you in your place of prayer in the spirit. And then when you start doing those things, then
1: you start seeing that whatever was shut is now being opened. Whatever curse that you had come under is now being removed. Remember the righteousness thing that we just spoke about. In fact, one of the preachers I was listening to, Andrew Womack, said, if you aren't embarrassed at the way God takes care of you, then you have not moved in God's abundance yet. That's his opening the floodgates of heaven and pouring out a huge blessing that even you are embarrassed thinking, Lord, I don't deserve this
0: much. But that's his abundance. That's his love. And he has great pleasure in
1: blessing his people. That is what the whole Bible says. I, would just, I won't take it up on screen here, but you can make a note of it. Psalm 35 verse 27. And that is another thing that we always need to remember. It is our
0: Father's great pleasure to bless us. And I'll stop with that here. We'll continue next time
1: in the interest of time. I hope this session is blessing you. We'll continue with that series and uh, we'll conclude this topic next week. Praise God. Have a good evening everyone and a great weekend ahead. God bless you. And um, when you go back in your personal place of prayer, if you have made notes on these, please reflect on those verses, take them up again. It is not about this session and what I'm sharing here, but it is about what part of that word becomes real to you. That is where your life starts to change. That is where your mind starts to get renewed. That is where your blessings come. So God bless you, everyone, and
0: have a good night. See ya. Thank you, Brother Russell.